What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. Uh, we got a full house today. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. Terrence. What up? And Carrie. What's up? Uh, we are going to be talking about a whole bunch of Nintendo news this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Warcraft 3. We're going to answer your questions. But first, Micah has beaten Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Leonardo, this is the time for you to crank the stereo up to the max, my man. <laughs> uh, we are talking We are talking spoilers for this. Uh, so if you have not played the game, you plan to, and you don't want spoilers about the end game, skip ahead five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah, uh, you should it, be safe. It, it, won't, uh, it won't take too long. Um, the game is, is good. Um, I, I finally finished it, right? And you get to the end, right? And Darth Vader is there. And, you know, he's scary, right? Like he's what Darth Vader should be, right? Like just a, just a, just a, a, a an unbeatable menace, an unstoppable force, no pun intended, right? Yeah. I thought that was dope. But yeah, no, it's like yeah, you're good, but no, this is Darth Vader, <laughs> right? Like it's like come on, yo, and and when 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 it's time to square up with Darth Vader, right? Like the first thing I do is I throw my lightsaber at him and then I run, <laughs> 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 and it's like no, you're just not fucking yeet, like. <laughs> like no you're not supposed to do that so he he grabs you and he chokes you and i'm like what do you do and he killed me once because i'm like i'm just gonna sit here and get choked by darth vader because how many you know how many people can say that they've been force choked to death by darth vader so uh, i did that enough then I've, then I've <laughs> enough people can and 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 then uh so i figured out what to do right and then i i you can't beat darth vader right so you just have to run away and then you run away and you meet back up with your crew and they 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 do what uh, I know you hate, Brad, and I, I know most people hate, but I know Brad hates it specifically because we talked about it mm. at the Mission Impossible 3 uh, review uh, from the Men with the Golden Tongues. You see, throughout the game, they're trying to get this MacGuffin, mm-hmm. and once they get it, at the end of the game, it is like, you know what? Turns out we don't need it. <laughs> so, so you're so you're saying the all important Jedi child registry uh, was yes. was a was a complete MacGuffin. Yes, <laughs> he literally destroys it. It was like you know what? We have this list of of children that that are force sensitive, and we could rebuild the Jedi Order, but and it's in our hands. But the bad guys might get it. So yeah, what they, and they just see what what they should have done is follow the plot of a different Mission Impossible movie. Instead, Cal Kestis should have memorized the list of names in three seconds, then destroyed the list, then went to Darth Vader and it was like, "You can't kill me because I am the list. I'm the only thing you got. You want to find these Jedi kids? Then you're gonna have to fucking let me live and let all my friends live." And he's like, "You're bluffing." And Cal Kestis is like, "Oh yeah, try me." Like I'm gonna give you one Jedi kid to kill if you let my if you let my friends go, and he just right. like names some random fucking Jedi kid. And Darth Vader's like, "Oh shit, this guy's not bluffing." Meanwhile, Deborah Wilson is sitting on a landmine. Can't <laughs> <move>. <laughs> but yeah, he literally destroys the thing and said, "Okay, where to next?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> 
serious? Oh, uh, well, at least at least at least it's in line with uh with the recent movies. So in terms in terms of the <laughs> how it's leaping off. Oh, I'm glad I didn't play it. God damn it! So. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's a fun game, man. But they just really, you know, they get all the way up to the line, and then it's just they like just flush that right down the toilet. No problem. See ya. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. The last line is in that game is, so what's next? So fucking silly. Oh my goodness. So, fantastic. But that's Star Wars. Yep. It is. I can't say they didn't stick to the brand. <laughs> hey, they've almost sold 10 million copies of that fucking game apparently. So good. Worked out okay good for them. them. So, so that means they are going to have the sequel. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it, it's made it's made money. That's for sure. So, hmm. no, uh, no denying that for sure. Uh, yes, that's funny. A single player game with no DLC and and the Star no, uh, Wars brand behind it. Let's not let's right. not let's right. not undersell that uh, that little bit of of effect. Uh, it's true. Star Wars, but it's EA, so it kind of balances itself out. Yeah, wasn't there a news story like they made a billion dollars or some shit in uh, microtransactions or something like that recently? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's their, like, that's what FIFA makes annually, basically, so. That's a, that's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carrie, what other ice creatures have you slain uh, in Monster Hunter? I, uh, I'm in, like, the true end game now mm-hmm. of uh of monster hunter world iceborne uh so i like i finished all the story stuff i'm in i i have access to what's called the guiding lands which is like everyone has their own guiding lands and the guiding lands contains elements of the different biomes that are their own areas so it has like a little bit of ancient forest and a little bit of wild waste and a little coral highlands and a little bit of rotten veil and they're all just sort of mishmashed together and any kind of monster can show up in the guiding lands and you like level up your guiding lands um and uh by doing so you can sort of like lure out specific monsters so if you're like yo i really want to fight zenogre you can lure out zenogre specifically and whoop his ass um yeah, I don't know. There's just like there's something there's something really fun and really satisfying about Monster Hunter. Um that world just gets so right that I don't know that previous Monster Hunter games got right. Um I tried playing Monster Hunter before World came out and I thought that shit was boring as hell. Um, but mm-hmm. World is a lot of fun because I can play it with my friends and I can play it with my husband and can wail on big monsters with enormous fuck-off swords. Um, uh, Rajong arrives in the game this week on PC mm-hmm. and they're doing like a crossover event with Resident Evil, which is kind of fun. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Uh, they've just been keeping up on content additions and fun crossovers with other Capcom things and with other properties entirely. Like they had a Witcher event, mm-hmm. um, and they had like a Final Fantasy 14 event. Yeah, Monster Hunter is really good. You should play Monster Hunter. I think I there's a, it. Yeah. I don't feel like playing Iceborne. <laughs> oh, Iceborne's so much fun, dude. There's something, I mean, I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks. 
for for Iceborne. But like it's it adds basically the same amount of content that was in the base game. Like it's doubling the game. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said. There's some games that are uh much more they're they're way too complex um to get in and when they make them more accessible, like it's amazing what can happen. Like when you have a when you have a core game that's good, um, you know, just kind of opening up that accessibility is gonna be more helpful to you. I mean, I, I wish uh Warframe would kind of do the same thing because I feel like Warframe is too obtuse to yeah. to kind of get into if you're if you're outside of that sphere kind of sort. I mean, Terrence, you can speak to that because you probably played more Warframe than any of us have. And you even played it before a lot of the contents come out for that game. Um, I haven't played it in like a year and a half. Yeah, but I say it's been a while. I'm <laughs> so sure it was fun. It was fun. Like once I actually got into it, mm-hmm. it I was surprised. Because but it, when I played it well, prior to that. I played it on the Xbox. Um, and I I don't think it had the content that I liked. Mm-hmm. But since then, it's come out with so much shit that it it got so much better. Then uh, they've added. Ten times more since the last time I played yeah. it. You can like fly a ship now. But it it, it took <laughs> a while for you to really like dig into it, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and still, I didn't really get into it, into it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a fun game. Okay. I do want to get back into Monster Hunter, but that's gonna take a while. It's it's easier right now to like fucking blast your way through vanilla Monster Hunter and get right into the crunchy. Iceborne content um, because they like created a set of armor and a set of weapons that's like really easy, really high level, really good sharpness, super easy to make. And that shit will like carry your ass through the vanilla content. Um, That's like literally what they designed it to do. They were Mm -hmm. like, hey, you want to get straight to Iceborne? Here's a set for you to use. (laughs) So. Hmm. So if I, because I have a save, I still have my save from. Of vanilla iceborne so yeah. I would, to start back up because i was pretty high level i could take out almost anything except for that stupid unicorn horse fucking kieran Electric. man yeah kieran Fuck sucks thing, man. god fucking kieran's it. the worst yeah it's a pain in the ass that was the one thing that i could never i beat it once yeah I, I i can't just, i don't like fighting it i can't solo kieran i don't think anyone likes fighting kieran um but yeah, I mean, if you've finished like the content in vanilla Monster Hunter, you should be able to just jump right right in to uh Iceborne, get that master rank going. So So uh if you need something to play, uh PlayStation announced their free games for PlayStation Plus this month. Pretty good month. Pretty good month, I'd have to say. Uh The Sims 4, free on PS4. Micah can make another uh, could make another dude trapped in a one by one area that pees himself to death, basically. <laughs> uh, if you think I'm not going to do that, <laughs> you don't know me at all. <laughs> and uh, what is with that? People just create Sims to 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 murder them in terrible ways. I've mm-hmm. never played Sims, but I have both downloaded now. Um, Bioshock and Sims. Yeah, Bio- Bioshock Collection is the other free game this month, which is three games for free, technically. Three good games for free, or two good games and one okay game for free. Which one is the okay one? That's by shock too, yeah, of course. <laughs> three does not stick the landing. Oh, we if you recall, yeah. if you want to go back and listen to episode 
was it like three <laughs> of, the, of this podcast? We we talk a lot about Bioshock yeah, Infinite. Yeah. Um, and, and and I and I said the same thing. I really was led down by the last act of that game, but the first two acts were fun, and the gameplay was fun throughout. Like it was a really good uh, first person shooter. So, but those are free on PS4, and then uh, Firewall Zero Hour, the tactical VR shooter, is also free. But of course, you need the PlayStation VR. Uh, in order to play that. So those games are free until March the 2nd. Uh, I may run back through Bioshock again at some point. Those are good games. Or at least like, the, the first, first one third. like three or four times. Yeah. I really like that game a lot. Uh, there's more coming, <laughs> uh, new release-wise. Dawn of Fear comes to PS4. Uh, the Life is Strange 2 Collector's Edition comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox One, which I'm assuming also coincides with the... Uh, the final episode release for Life is Strange 2. Uh, the Dark Crystal, yes, that one. Uh, Age of Resistance Tactics comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, the Sims 4 Tiny Living Stuff Pack comes to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Throw Anything is a game that's coming to the PlayStation VR. Uh, I'd imagine there's truth in advertising on that one. And then uh, <laughs> Wargroove Double Trouble uh, DLC, which is, is that a free DLC, Carrie? Are I'm not sure. Okay. It may be. Uh, Wargroove is a fun little tactics game. Yes. Uh, that it's basically if advanced you, wars, basically, right? Yeah. If, if you like advanced wars or old school fire emblem, um, you'll probably like Wargroove. Yeah. Um, PC, PS4, Xbox one and switch for that. Apparently it adds uh, a new campaign, some new characters that you can, that you can play as. So, Nice. Uh, if you're a Wargroove fan, uh, there's more for you to check out there. But yeah, that is your new releases for this week. If you would like to see the beautiful faces of the people that host this show that you are listening to right now, go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe. <laughs> well, while, you're, while you're on the internet, go to densepixels.com while you're on the internet. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you don't want to make multiple trips to the internet. No. <laughs> you want to you want to do all of this during your during your first round of internet trafficking. Go to go to densepixels.com/premium. You'll find there that for $5 a month or $50 a year, you get access to all of the premium content which this lovely company has to offer, including the airing of grievances, which Coming back we'll this week. Back. Yeah. Will it? <laughs> unlike, Jay, unlike Jay, I'm not going to tell you when. I'm just <laughs> going to tell you that it will be back. <laughs> you know what else will be back? No time to bleed. That actually is coming back uh, sooner rather than later. We, we have worked out a schedule for that. Uh, There's a movie I definitely want to do because I, that I watched this past weekend. Well Excellent. now you, now you have to tell us. It's not it's not an official plan so you can spoil it because it's not in the it's not in the queue yet. So hmm? Oh, you, you want me to tell yeah. you what movie it was? Yeah. It was Alien. Ah. Like I rewatched it last night. It was oh, well, not last week. Uh, it was the director's cut. I'm sure I'm, I'm shocked minutes. we that that hasn't been done yet, yeah, honestly. Yeah. It okay. needs to be done. You've never seen it, have you? Never seen it. Have you seen any of them except nope. for the last two? 
I, I, I know game over man. Wait, how was that? Yeah. Uh, hold, hold, hold. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't like. This was my first aliens. I, I need, I need I to call. A big deal. I need to call thing. a timeout. Uh, like Prometheus was also my first alien. <laughs> this, this might be officially the first time that we've ever gone on a tangent in the middle of the ad read. Micah, how have you not seen at least the first two alien movies? I yeah. haven't, I haven't seen them. I watched them both back to back. Everything I know from Aliens, I know from uh, uh, that Jaguar game. Uh, All right. <laughs> I, I can I can do you one better. Uh, everything I know about Alien, I know from the uh, now defunct Great Movie Ride at Disney World. <laughs> Micah, if if you, I mean, you you fashion yourself a cinephile, do you not? Yes, I enjoy a good movie every now and then. All right, yeah, then... but we also know that Mike is full of shit, so... <laughs> you uh, you should... Just line. You should watch the first two Alien movies. Tangent I saw, over. Oh. I saw the prequel. I saw Prometheus. Oh, my God. I don't see what the big deal is. Okay. Prometheus They're is a fucking terrible movie, by the way. No, no one in Prometheus said, get away from her, you bitch. That's what I was looking for, and I didn't get it. Instead, what I got was Idris Elba, noted Englishman, doing a bad Southern accent. <laughs> is out. he in that movie? Yes, he I is. I feel like I just blacked out that entire movie <laughs> from my memory. It's really not a good film. Uh, but the Men with the Golden Tongues review, excellent. Well, for the most part, excellent films. <laughs> that is okay. our James Bond spot sure. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you get full two-hour episodes of of the Look Forward Political Podcast, hosted by uh, uh, Andy, Brad, and occasionally Jay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to say what it is yet, but something else is coming to premium. Something else is coming to premium that uh, is being worked on, and um, I don't even I don't even know how to hint at it. Yeah, it's Uh, it's. It's nothing you've seen before. No, it's nothing you've seen before on this network. Certainly not. Uh, (laughs) I guess I'll just say, like, it will probably open with a discussion of how much I want Patina Miller to step on me. So I don't know what the hell that means. (laughs) I don't know who that is, but I'm here for it. Mm hmm. Uh, what? Don't don't go. Don't log off of the internet yet, <laughs> because you can subscribe to all of the free shows while you're there, including the flagship show, The Nerd Apocalypse, uh, Black on Black Cinema, uh, where we are about to discuss a movie, uh, uh, an Oscar award-winning film, um, Coming Distractions, <laughs> the Contemporary Movie Review Podcast. <laughs> And uh, the preview episodes, just to whet your appetite of Look Forward. Here's something to look forward to for coming distractions. I get to see one Sonic, a hedgehog. Oh, that's coming out like soon, isn't it? That's it next comes week. comes out on um, next Valentine's Friday. Day. Yes. For so some you can, weird fucking reason. I mean, why not? Sure. They, they know they know their audience. They know their core audience. When it, yeah. when is the screener? Is it Wait, on Tuesday? When is their core audience that is coming out on furries. Furries, right? <laughs> That's gross. Is is the screener on Tuesday? The screener is 
this coming Saturday. Weird. Okay. Weird. That's a kid. It's like a kid's movie. They do it at weird They're treating it like a kid's movie. Yeah. yeah so it's Saturday a, morning. it's a Saturday morning show. It's rated PG or whatever. I, like, I, I almost, I almost requested it just because I wanted to just savage that fucking film. In in review form. Nope, I claimed dibs on that pretty early. No, that's, I, I'm not upset to not be seeing it. I'll put it to you that way. Like it was, <laughs> it was like it was going to be trashing it just for fun. If yeah. I if I did, so they fixed him. Yeah, he looks cute now. Fixed yeah, him. Looks like he's supposed to look, look. right. <laughs> so speaking of things that aren't how they're supposed to look, uh, Warcraft Three came out last week, as we mentioned, <laughs> and apparently people on the internet. Are pissed. Uh, so apparently, Carrie knows a little bit more about this than the rest of us. I'm going to let her kind of steer the reins yeah. on this story. Well, Warcraft 3 Reforged, when it was announced, Blizzard said this is going to be an ambitious remake of both Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos as well as the Frozen Throne expansion. They said we're doing a revamped user interface. We're doing enhanced cutscenes. We're doing dynamic camera angles. We are tweaking some of the single-player campaigns in terms of recorded dialogue as well as in some of the actual writing in order to actually bring the lore of Warcraft 3 up to snuff with the current existing lore of World of Warcraft. And then the game came out, and they didn't fucking do a lot of that. Um, The UI is unchanged. Um, They tweaked a couple voice lines but that's really it they didn't do any massive changes um like the cutscenes look better graphically it looks better um but like warcraft 3 is an rts like you're playing all the way zoomed out like if you're if you're looking at like the individual details of your units you're probably getting your ass kicked because you're not watching what's going on um basically um, on top of that, the way Blizzard implemented Reforged, it makes it impossible to play the old game uh, without the the new client, whether they own Reforged or not. So the old and the new versions have been combined into one single version. Um, people are pissed off because like it looks like shit. It isn't what they were told they were getting. Um, and basically... Blizzard was like, hey, you know what? Um, you right. You want your money back? We'll give you your money back. Um, Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how many, that's how, yeah, because gamers are, you know, they'll, they'll put up with a, a bad game, but, mm-hmm. you know, if it's that bad that people are asking for refunds and they are giving them out. Yeah, and they're giving them out and, you know, people are are basically pissed off that they can't, like, people who weren't going to get Reforged and just, like, stick with the original Warcraft 3 um, now can't do that. Um, so, yeah. It's it's a whole thing. It's apparently super garbage. Um, they released this whole long-winded letter saying, hey, we're going to do better. We're patching the game. We're sorry that we fucked up. If you want a refund, here's a link for a refund. So, what did, what did they expect was going to happen, knowing that they were releasing the product that they were going to release? 
knowing that the shit that they said they were going to do, they did not do. Blizzard, I feel like, be like, hey, hey, here you go. I feel like Blizzard as a company has a storied history at this point of pulling bullshit and getting away with it because their particular fan base, like the long running World of Warcraft players and these long running Diablo fans and these hardcore Overwatch people um, will basically just bend over and take whatever Blizzard decides to shove up their ass this week. And they'll thank Blizzard for doing so. Well, also, I think they have a... Tell me I'm wrong. There's like this fucking cult of Blizzard that's formed over the last decade, especially. Well, I I think they also have a track record of... uh, 76 for some reason. They do. uh, Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. I think they have a track record of not worrying about it because they've released a ton of games that when they come out have some major problems that they then go back and course correct. And then people usually love the games and everything's rosy. Like Diablo three, when Diablo three yeah, came yeah, out, Diablo 3 was horrible. Yeah, it was terrible <laughs> when it came out. The, fu- the, the fucking real money auction house, which was one of the most ballyhooed features of the game made the game complete crap. Like it fucking ruined drop rates. It, uh, it opened up, you know, exploitation and all sorts of other things you could do in the game. That kind of took away from the spirit of Diablo. It took them, what, a year, year and a half to to get that shit out of there. But once they did and once they rebalanced and retuned the game, Diablo 3 is fucking excellent. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like, I don't know. It's it, it's it, another one of these companies now that I guess is just making products that you can't take the initial release <laughs> at face value, I guess you could say. You just kind of wait to the wait for the, you know, if you're buying in on day one, you are essentially a uh, a delta tester as as we like to say <laughs> and uh and and there's going to be changes and shit made i'm sure they're going to go back and retool warcraft and and make it something that their fan base actually desires it to be but in the meantime they're going to eat some shit and those people that got refunds if they go back and fix the game and make it what they want then they'll go buy it again no doubt Right. Like, but they're putting more work on themselves, which doesn't make any sense. What the fuck else are they doing, Terrence? They can print money over there. Like it's not like it's it's like I said, it's not like that they they have to worry about the next game that they're making. They have like eight development teams working on shit at all times right now. Again, this is like the Tyler Perry method of like a video game making. <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. Like that's you just the make the shit analogy. and you throw it out there and like he, but he don't give a fuck. It's like I'm not. It's a movie. You're not gonna fix a movie and re-release it. Um, but like, unless they it's just cats. release something, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They did to it. They did patch it. They fucking they? patched that movie after it came out. <laughs> but but, but Terrence, the difference is, is that half done, <laughs> and then you're like you know it's half done because you have QA. Or or are they just? That bad, they, they don't realize. Yeah, that or they're just they're just they're just bug testing in QA. Like they're not actually fun testing, I guess you could say. But Terrence, whereas Tyler Perry can make a movie in a week, like Blizzard takes forever to put these games out, right. and they and they still launch it in, in a weird stage. <laughs> so fucking weird. So that nigga has literally made six movies in the, in a month. Like I went through his last six movies, everything has been done within seven, eight days. Yo, shut up, Bill. Seriously, I I went down. I was like, wow. But anyway, but yeah. So, like I said, I I I know for a fact that at some point these people are going to come around. Um, fun fact. Obviously, I've been aware of Warcraft Three. Uh, you know, long story games been around a while. Had no idea until Carrie literally said it's an RTS. What genre of game Warcraft yeah, was? Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No clue. I'm like, oh, so that's what that. <laughs> All I know is a World of Warcraft, <laughs> and I barely know what that is. That's an MMO, right? It is. Yeah. And yeah, and I, and I didn't think Warcraft would be an RTS because Starcraft is an RTS. But I guess that's what the uh, I guess that's the common nomenclature. Yeah. I mean, uh, across those games is craft. Which one came first? I think Warcraft, Warcraft came, came first. first. Yeah. Yes, were the original Warcraft came first, and that was sort of in response to Command and Conquer, something like that. Like there was that like early '90s explosion of RTS titles mm-hmm. because you had like your sort of true military style, and then Blizzard was like, "What if we did like a fantasy version of this genre?" And that's where <laughs> Warcraft came from. And then they were like, "What if we did sci-fi?" And that's where Starcraft came from. So. <laughs> Very good. Um, this this news shocked me. So Carrie Carrie called this. We talked I about did. is there anything left from the Wii U to put out on the Switch? And Carrie said, ah, Wonderful 101 maybe, but they're probably not going to do it. But that would be the one. It would be really cool if they did it. Well, two weeks later, here we are. Yeah. Platinum's bringing it back. Uh, they're bringing the Wonderful 101 to the Switch. But here's the thing. Nintendo is not spearheading this initiative. Uh, Platinum Games took it to Kickstarter. Yeah, they're and, doing it themselves. Yeah, they're, they're, they're publishing it themselves. And uh, it is on track to make a million and a half dollars. <laughs> and when you posted it yesterday in the uh, fan group, <clears throat> I was looking at it and it was already at $100,000. It's already, currently it is at $1.26 million with 30 days to go. Right. And and here's the other thing too. So we we lament the you know wide spacing of of Kickstarters between backing, especially in the video game community, and and getting a finished product in your hands. Platinum says that the game's going to come out in April, like oh two months from now. April, like they said that the game is already done, being in development, and you're literally just pretty much buying the game through the Kickstarter. I think they're literally just doing the Kickstarter to show someone with money that there's demand for the game and then, and so that they'll be able to get funding from outside for production. Like that's literally the only reason that this Kickstarter yeah. exists. Essentially. It's like they, they wanted to make sure that, um, that one people wanted this. Like it's, it's one thing if, you know, they had the up version, the switch version of the game done. Um, but you know, you still have to pay rights and whatnot to Nintendo or in this case also um, Steam and Sony um, in order to actually get the game on the platform. And with this also, you know, printing the game for physical copies, Mm -hmm. that also costs money. So that's sort of what you're paying for here. Um, But no, it's like I backed this. I I've said a million times. I'm not going back video games on Kickstarter anymore. And then some <laughs> bullshit like this comes along and they're like, hey, what if you give us money? Um, so, I mean, the difference, at least with this, is like, this is something, it's already done. Like, I've played the Wonderful 101. I know that it's a good game. I know that Platinum is a reputable company. I'm literally just like, just give it to me on the Switch. So, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, this, this was not something to hesitate about. But yeah, I think it's super rad. Um, Carrie, sort of Carrie, for those unfamiliar, I, and by those I mean me, uh, tell us about the wonderful 101 and why it's worthy of your time and attention. <laughs> and why there's no Xbox version. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, you know why there's no Xbox version? Um, because uh, this is a Japanese game. 
and mm. um, Microsoft has historically not done well in Japan. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at the stretch goals on the website, and it's like at five at 50k, we'll have a Switch version. Mission accomplished. At 250k, we'll have a Steam version. Mission accomplished. At 500k, we'll have a PS4 version. Mission accomplished. And uh, time no- attack. Yeah, they're they're adding <laughs> they're adding additional stretch goals, sort of as you go. That means there's literally no amount of money that they would want to do an <laughs> Xbox version. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's not going to Xbox. Yeah, they know the audience. So, uh, yeah, so the Wonderful 101, it's a funky little action-adventure game um, where you control, like, a mass of superheroes, like, up to 101. Um, and you can turn them into, like, various objects called Unite Morphs. Um, to defeat enormous enemies and whatnot. So it's like, okay, cool, you've got 30 different heroes. You're going to morph them all into a giant fist in order to, like, fight this dude. Um, So, yeah, it's all about, like, using this, like, mass of superheroes Mm -hmm. to solve puzzles and fight enemies and whatnot. Um, It's really cool. It was a Wii U exclusive. Um... It has really rad music. It has fun gameplay. Um, but because it was a Wii U exclusive, um, it didn't exactly meet sales expectations, Shocking. even on the Wii U. Um, like even even by the standard of this is a Wii U exclusive, like it really underperformed. Um, but the people who played it really loved it. Uh, so people have been sort of like asking for the last few years, like, are you ever going to port this to the Switch or to any other console? Um, and fortunately for Platinum, and fortunately for fans of the game, Platinum owned the rights to this game. This was sort of what you would call a second party mm-hmm. game for the Wii U. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. This is kind of rad that they're doing this. Um, I find it delightful that if you pledge, because all of the pledge things are in yen, um, so it's 11,000 yen, which is about $102, um, you can personally get blocked on Twitter by Hideki Kamiya. <laughs> <laughs> he he will tweet directly at you and then block you. <laughs> how much uh, How much is a copy of the game through through the pledge? Uh, so you can get it digitally for $36 or you can get a physical copy, which will come with and a Kickstarter exclusive box art for $41. Not bad. Mm, not bad at all. So especially considering it'll probably cost more when it actually gets out into the wild. So yeah, cool. And then, you know, there's other stuff you can get um, pledge increases. You get a soundtrack, a digital comic, keychains, t-shirts, um, what I would really want, which I'm not going to spend the money on, is the fucking vinyl of the soundtrack, which you can get through the Kickstarter. But mm. alas. So uh, there, there's a lot of Nintendo news on the docket. Um, this is one of the more just tangentially related Nintendo stories. Yeah. So I don't think – I don't know if we covered this when it happened um, a couple of years ago. So there's a there's a gentleman by the name of – Ryan Hernandez, he pleaded guilty in court last week uh, to charges related to uh, theft that he perpetrated in 2016 of, quote, confidential Nintendo files related to its consoles and games. Um, Also, lots of child pornography, apparently. (laughs) 
as well. So like, <laughs> like this is more of a story where Nintendo just kind of appears, not necessarily the main event. Right. I don't think. Well, it's interesting because they the FBI raided his home due to like the fact that he had hacked into the Nintendo servers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when they basically <clears throat> he got he somehow got a hold of a Nintendo employee's credentials, mm-hmm. which allowed him to download various stolen information, including pre-release info about the switch and a bunch of other shit. And so that's why the FBI turned up at his house. And then when they got to his house and they seized all his stuff, they were like, wow, you have like thousands of images of child pornography. See? So you are going the <laughs> fuck to jail. How um, old was he? That 21. was four years ago. He was 17. 17? Yeah. He was 17, 17, maybe 18, depending on when in 2016 this happened. Or so it he was caught in 2017. So he would have been 18 yeah. when he was caught. So see, this is the guy that Nintendo's trying to protect you from with friend codes. Yep. You see. <laughs> so gotta be careful. Gotta watch so, out there. So uh, uh, besides pleading guilty, he might get up to 25 years in prison, depending on how the judge sentenced him. He also has to pay back $259,000 uh, to Nintendo. How? For, for, uh, <laughs> me, uh, me, me too. Good, good question as well. So, so always, magazines I always, over the I phone always wonder, like, yeah, you owe us $2 uh, million. I'm like, how am I going to pay that back? I don't know. I can't. Age garnishing. From prison, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're gonna take your, you're gonna take your five, five cents a day cents or whatever. <laughs> no, yep. he's. I guess his prison sentence is payment enough. Nah, you can't. He's, he doesn't have it. Uh, and his he's family never might. gonna get it. Yeah, right. Like fucking in vogue. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool, I'm going to have that song stuck in my head. <laughs> Never ever going to so, get it. So uh, Steam apparently also did something very bad because they're being punished because Fault 76 is coming to that platform <laughs> on April 7th, which oh. is apparently the new release day for the Wastelanders expansion that was supposed to originally come out back in November. Um you could already get it on Steam. That's not how Steam works. No, it's been no, only available was... through the Bethesda store. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I may. I may. I. Again, you, I think you I know you're going play. to. Don't don't even pretend I like you might not. Right. You're gonna you're gonna play. Why? Well, I I was going to to give it. You know, I was at least going to log in and see what Wastelanders looks like once Wastelanders released, and I was a Probably. little disappointed that <laughs> it got delayed. <laughs> I'll probably. The thing is yeah. judging you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably uh, spend thirty minutes talking to some new NPCs and log right back out. Um, but I mean, again, this is this is essentially a soft reboot for Fallout seventy six, and I hope it goes well. There are a lot of things about seventy six that I enjoyed playing. Um, so. I hope that what they add is good. I hope it makes the game better. I hope it makes the game worth returning to. It's going to be broken. It probably is. <laughs> it, it, it will be. Like, yeah. Everything that they've done so far with this game has always come out broken. And then they've had to fix it. And then they broke something else. It's, the it's still way. broken. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. Uh, another thing broken is uh, Switch sales records. Nintendo has announced that Nintendo Switch 
Sales have surpassed 52 million units in just under three years of release, which has nearly quadrupled the lifetime sales numbers of the Nintendo Wii U. You got it, Terrence. Uh, It has also outsold the Super Nintendo, which only sold 49 million units. Uh, And it's about halfway to the sales of the Nintendo Wii, uh, which was 101 million units. That's the question for me. Do we think that the Nintendo Switch is going to end up surpassing the lifetime sales of the Nintendo Wii, which would be quite the feat if that ends up. Right, because the Wii was put at everything. Yeah. Old people were playing a Wii. Yeah, the Wii, yeah, I that hit presses. We hit the zeitgeist, and it 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 took off, man. I you know I think this is a little more of a of a video gamer system. Yeah, but. it is. Um, but it it may eventually get there. It sort of depends on what sort of software comes out for it. Like we saw it a little bit with Ring Fit Adventure, which I have by the way, mm-hmm. um, and I've used and enjoyed. Um, the the sort of like lifestyle software um that you know like zumba and just dance and uh, you know we sports and all of these other things that you know a- anyone regardless of their video game experience can sort of pick up and play um so it sort of depends on if they end up getting more things along those lines mm-hmm. um i don't know that it'll meet the we but um this article does say, based on sales trends, it's selling faster than the 3DS, the PS2, and the PS4, mm-hmm. but is generally speaking behind the Wii. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, another system that the Nintendo Switch has outsold, according to analysts, we don't know for sure because the other company involved would, here ha- does not uh, report their sales numbers, but I analysts say that it's outsold the <laughs> Xbox One as well. At this it point. is outsold the Xbox One. How many, how many uh, units has the PS4 sold? Uh, 108 like million, Sony reported in their most recent financial call. Yes, it surpassed 108 million. Yo, Sony just demolished Xbox, <laughs> yo. <laughs> like, the fact yo, that... crazy. The fact that the, that the Switch came out almost two and a half years mm. after... The Xbox One released and has already three to, three and a half years three and a half years after Xbox One. Xbox One released yeah, Xbox One, 2013. Of, oh right, 2013. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The Xbox One had a three and a half year lead on <laughs> the Switch, and the Switch is already caught up to it. Let me uh <clears throat> clear my throat real quick. Isn't it amazing what happen- having a fantastic first-party software catalog can do for your sa- sales of your game console? Wow, what a concept. What a shocking business model that uh, <laughs> some companies understand. Yo, yeah, well, some gamers need to understand it, too, because a long time ago, not a long time ago, a couple months ago, right, friend of the show, right, friend of the network, Demetrius, he posted something on Facebook and was like, uh, what's the point of having this PlayStation 4? There's nothing to play. And people are like, uh, the first party lineup. And then, you know, this month, this, this, <laughs> this dummy said, okay, well, except for Spider-Man, Uncharted, God of War, and like, he named like, he named like two more game franchises. 
I was like, well, what else is there to play other than these six fucking triple A blockbuster right. titles? These six remarkable award-winning franchises that you can only get on the PlayStation family of systems. What else could I possibly play? Maybe the <laughs> dozens upon dozens upon dozens of quality third-party games, many of which are also Sony exclusive. I'm like, yo, I'm like, all right, all right. Yo, this, is why I don't, this is why I don't talk. This is why I don't talk to, to him about anything other than fitness and cosplay. Like I, that dude has a lane, and video games ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nice guy, man, but yo, that was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. That's some of the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you know what? I gotta be I gotta I gotta hide this post. It's getting on my nerves. And I don't <laughs> want to respond. I don't uh, like responding on Facebook. <laughs> if 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 you want more numbers, we got more numbers. So Nintendo uh has sold more than sixteen million copies of Pokemon Sword and Shield in just under three months of availability on the market. Yep, came out in November. Uh, but yeah, God, the national decks thing is just going to doom this series. <laughs> you know, God, if only, if only we had the national decks, then can you imagine, can you imagine what, what's going to happen to Nintendo without the national decks and sword and shield? Fuck you. <laughs> Sick of these dudes. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 and Super Mario Maker 2 have sold above over 5 million copies apiece. Uh, Mario Kart Deluxe, still the leading software sale title on the Switch to date so far, having sold almost 23 million copies, which puts it in the hands of nearly one half of Nintendo Switch owners, which is an insane thing to That's think. Insane. So, Switch doing That's good, guys, doing pretty good. Um, it's a good thing they are doing good because Nintendo has confirmed that the Long rumored uh, Switch Pro, uh, if it is happening, is not happening in 2020 at least. Uh, during their same earnings call, they did say that uh, they have no plans to launch a new Nintendo Switch model during the 2020 year and instead focus on its already released products, in particular uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite. And uh, the report that this comes from by from Eurogamer also notes that given the fact that the PS5 and Xbox One Series X are coming later this year, probably not a bad idea to just kind of... Yeah, like, why would they? Right. As as I discussed the last time on this show, Nintendo has gone out of their way not to compete with Sony or Microsoft. So if they were to release a Pro this year, they would be competing with Sony and Microsoft. So that doesn't, that doesn't make sense for them at this point. However, they are releasing an Animal Crossing New Horizons edition of the Switch. People and it is the cutest are fucking thing losing in my whole fucking life. Their fucking minds over this this Switch console <laughs> it's that's so coming. Aesthetically pleasing. Like it's not garish in its Animal Crossingness. It has these sort of cute, not quite pastel, but toned down green and blue Joy-Cons where the little thing that you I don't even know what to call it. The wrist the, strap. The wrist, the wrist strap, strap yeah. thing. They're white instead of black. The back of the Joy-Cons is a pleasant cream color. The back of the Switch itself has an Animal Crossing pattern on it. The dock has a cute little pattern with Tom Nook 
and his two nephews on it. It's very cute, and I desperately want it. <laughs> However, I am a poor millennial, and I cannot rationalize buying a second Nintendo Switch system when I already have one that works just fine. My wife wants so this thing would like to buy so badly. Me, she oh, wants it so, so bad. It's so fucking cute. It, um... It looks like something out of the Martha Stewart collection. It does. <laughs> it, it, and I'm not saying that. To, find, you find, like, find this in the home section of your local Target. Right. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not saying that to be like a dick. Uh, it, it is it is aesthetically pleasing. I wish the base was kind of matched the rest of the uh, the rest of the colors of the system. Like and, if they uh, had gone with that cream color for the switch itself, yeah, that yeah, would have been nice. That would have been fine. And I, you know, I know this is just, just me. I know it is. I don't like Mitch Mash Joy Cons. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I mean, they're close enough in color. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> A little no. bit. No, if you squint and then turn your monitor to black and white, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to be 300 bucks. It comes out the week before the game releases. Of course, it does not include the game as the Nintendo bundles customarily do not. Um, but you can pre-order it now and pick it up from your local haberdashery or from densepixels.com <laughs> slash Amazon. Uh, the last bit of news uh, is a bit of a surprise to me. I'm surprised it's happening this soon. Uh, March, I thought they announced this originally that it was coming to Switch. Well, no, they, it, they did announce that, but they, but they didn't. They were like, oh, we're not going to say when. Um, the Outer Worlds will be out on Nintendo Switch uh, a little bit more than a month from today, March sixth. Uh, the game is going to is going to be available. Um, it's only going to be available digitally. Uh, there will be box copies in stores, but that box copy will contain a download code. Of course, it's going to be fifty nine ninety nine. It's being developed by Virtuous Games. They did the uh, port of La Noir that recently came to the Switch, Xbox One, and PS Four. Um, we talked about Outer Worlds a lot on this show. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was a very short. good game. But I'm not going to buy it on Switch. I have it on Steam. Yep. So, but that's coming. But soon. hey, if you have a Switch and you haven't played Outer Worlds and you've maybe sort of waffled on it, like pick it up. Um, I would say it's worth playing, and it's probably worth playing even in handheld mode. So, yeah, check it out. There you go. Oh, is it me? It is. Yes. Go to um, <laughs> go to Amazon. Go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon. When you go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon uh, to make all your Amazon purchases, we get a little itty bitty teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini finder's wow. feet. And um, you know what that's from? Yeah, I know what that's from. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> You're a broke millennial, as you say. Um, when you, when you go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases, uh, you, we get a little bit of a finder's fee. It helps us, uh, with some of the, uh, uh stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Um, so buy big and buy often. Uh, that's www.densepixels.com slash Amazon. And you know what? Go ahead. And spring for the one. <laughs> Fuck them old people. Well. <laughs> I mean, the sooner they're going, the... the, the <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. 
It's a good point. <laughs> uh, the the world will be. We turn to the Dense Pixels post office where we receive your questions and uh, answer them here on the show. We'll start with Amir. What is the hardest thing in a video game that you've ever done? For him, it was beating Genichiro for the first time. Genichiro. Whatever. In Sekiro. <laughs> I should know that, too, because I do know and oh I'm God, a fan of Ichiro, the baseball player. So that's right there. Um, I don't play hard games anymore. Yeah, I, 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 stop, I, stop, I stopped playing hard games after the invention of the memory card. I think the hardest, I, like, I can't think of, like, the hardest single thing I've ever done in a video game. Um, but... Like, I think the hardest games that I've beaten that I, like, I'm never going to revisit again because they're bullshit are, like, Zelda 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I beat Zelda 2. Never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the original Final Fantasy. That game's not fun. But I beat it. Uh, playing a full... And, and, and not not from a difficulty standpoint, but just from an, a pure endurance standpoint, uh, playing a full 162 game season plus playoffs of MVP baseball, 2013. Wow. Jesus, you played every game, every single one, all nine innings, buddy. Ooh. But the Orioles won the World Series, so we got that going for us. <laughs> uh, hardest thing I've ever done, probably beating Ninja Gaiden two on the hardest difficulty. Yo, after I stabbed my first copy. You I stabbed your first. You copy? don't know this story. It's a it's a dense story? pixels legend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't recall him stabbing his first. Copy. Literally for the for the longest time, <laughs> that image of a kitchen knife stabbed into the disc was the image that pops up that I assigned to his contact information <laughs> in my phone. It was a beautiful picture. <laughs> But yeah, I beat. I I got it back, and I actually completed the game. And then I just went on to beat every difficulty level setting, which was not easy at all. Um, I'm never doing anything like that again because it's it's not worth the the frustration and pain. I've tried some very difficult things, like uh, in Digital Devil Saga, uh, the Shin Megami Tensei duology for PlayStation Two. Um, you can fight uh the demi fiend who's the protagonist from uh shin megami tensei nocturne um and that's i think it's still considered one of the most difficult boss fights in any rpg ever uh and i attempted it and i feel like i got maybe halfway through and then i got my ass handed to me and that was that Uh, Mark that asks. Probably leads uh, to the second question. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Mark Mark asks, "Have you ever had a game that you were really loving, but then you hit one spot Sekiro. or series of events in the game that made you go fuck this shit?" Yep. Sekiro. I'm never gonna beat that game. Fuck that well, game. I know well, what it is for me. Uh, it's yeah, I know what it is. Every single old school Final Fantasy. So like uh, the first, like the first couple Final Fantasies I had when I was younger. I wasn't a side quest grinder. I like to just fucking get through the game and, and kind of do the thing, right? <laughs> and the Final Fantasy games, for the most part, let you do that. Like, you can go through the main story 
pretty much start to finish nonstop with minimal side quests. Grindy. No, you don't have to be super grindy. You can just run through until you get to the final dungeon. Mm-hmm. And then if you were not grinding side quests throughout the game, enjoy getting yeah. your face fucked, basically, as you try to struggle through to the final boss and through the final boss fight. To That's this day, to me with... <laughs> sorry, to this day, I still have not actually completed Final Fantasy VII because when I did play it back when I was a kid, I got all the way up to fucking Genova and Genova handed me my fucking face. I, that is literally the exact example I was going to give. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't, I, I was, it got to the point where I was just like, all right, this game is taking too long. I'm tired of looking at these, you know, soup can hand uh, characters. Like, <laughs> let's, let's get this, let's get this done. And I just was not strong enough. And that's why I, that's why I, I have changed. And I want to, I want to be God when I, when I <laughs> approach a final boss. But you've never finished. Final Fantasy VII? No. Oh, you, you... No. Seriously? F- yes. Fuck that. Because we did 97% of the game, and, we, and like there's a, a wall yeah. at the final 3%. Right. I'm not going to run around I'm... and fucking fight shit, you know, dragons and shit in forests just to grind levels up for that shit. Get out of right. here. I'm not fighting. I'm not tired of this fighting, shit. I'm not fighting Ruby and Emerald and all that bullshit, and I should have, because no, a friend you, of mine. No, you fight them after you fight. Yeah, those are endgame. Those are endgame. Those are endgame. Challenges. Those are like, uh, yeah. those are DLC characters from 1997. I, <laughs> I know a guy, I know a guy, he claims that he just grinded so much that he was able to beat Ruby and Emerald, and then when he, when he went to the end he was just like yeah what was the big deal <laughs> well yeah if you could beat those guys well, then yeah, the last boss is going to be a fucking cakewalk <laughs> of course the fun- yeah i actually did everything in that game that you could possibly i beat all of the the weapons i spent a lot of time in that game my game oh. that i loved a lot until a certain point made me fucking hate it was bravely default Mm-hmm. Everyone has that story about that fucking game. Mm. It seems like. Mm-hmm. You there were so 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 many things I loved about the that game, game. The game's so nice, characters. you got to beat it twice. <laughs> I, I loved. I loved the the story up until that point. I enjoyed the music in that game. Is incredible. I still love that soundtrack. It's one of my all time favorite video game soundtracks. And you get to this point. Where you realize that you are having to reset the world over and over and over and over again with seemingly no end in sight. You have to do it five times in order to get to the true ending. And each time you reset the world in order to reset it again and advance the story, you have to fight the same four bosses. And if you want to get a decent amount of experience, you have to fight all of the fucking sub bosses again as well. And it is such a fucking grind. Yo. And one of my friends described it perfectly as basically saying it was Square Enix disrespecting the player and (laughs) disrespecting the time that the player was putting into it. And if that isn't it, then I don't know what is because I never fucking finished it. I think I got to like the third reset and I was like, fuck this. Like I'm done. I'm like, I see what you're doing and I don't fucking appreciate it. Like I'm not going to keep resetting over and over again to just like get to the end. You can get a false ending. You can force a false ending. Um, a non-canonical ending. Uh, and I just, I didn't even want to do that. I 
fucking sold the game and I I never played Bravely Second and I'm not going to pr- play Bravely Default 2 because I know the bullshit that they did in Bravely Default turned me off so hard to any other Bravely content that I don't want anything to do with it. And didn't, didn't everybody have the same experience with the end of Octopath Traveler doing the optional like oh, true boss? Yeah. The the difference is that that is optional. Mm. Like you can finish the game. You can get to the end of these eight different stories and feel as though you have accomplished what the game wanted you to do. The optional stuff, if you want to be super grindy and do like get the extra classes that you can, you know, sub people into and whatnot and like really grind real hard and metagame the shit out of your party, then you can go and handle the fucking extra bosses and final ultimate bullshit square soft boss. (laughs) Um, But I didn't have a problem with that being in the game because the game treated it as optional. So. Bravely was like, no, you want the ending? You got to do this shit over and over and over again. Yeah, it was a weird, like, Groundhog Day type bullshit mechanic. That man. sounds awful, and especially if they're not going to do anything different anyway, throughout the game to, to do something about that. So, uh-uh. yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, Ricky calls us out, uh, rightfully so, for uh, missing one of the obvious ones. So, me and Mike have mentioned last week that, uh, they're like the Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, there's a lot of really great ones, but on the non on the Royal Rumble cards in, in history, you can probably count on one hand the amount of like legendary matches um, that were on the 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 undercard for the Royal Rumble. And we I, I threw two out there off the top of my head. We should have referenced the Triple H Cactus Jack Royal Rumble 2000 uh, street fight for the WWF Championship uh, for sure. That should have also been at the top of my fucking head. I can't believe that we missed it. Truly a legendary match for sure. Uh, very notable for Triple H uh, opening up like a fucking giant wound on his on his calf uh, halfway through the match that he's walking around with like a bloody bottom half of his leg as he's going through all this. Plus, he also pedigrees uh, Mick Foley onto a pile of thumbtacks at the end of the match, which is nuts. So very good match. Uh, definitely worth checking out if you've never seen it. Um, Aaron says... What game have you logged the most time on in your life, and how much time was it? Well, for me, that's yeah, there's easy. No way I can answer that question. Oh, for I me, have no clue. Uh, for me, it's, it's for me, it's Destiny Two. I mean, I've put in over five hundred hours probably. in Destiny Two so far. So, uh, Skyrim. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm I'm looking at my current Steam library, um, and so in base Skyrim, I have ninety hours. And in special edition HD Skyrim, I have 50 hours. I know on my Switch, I have about 45 hours locked on Skyrim on my Switch. And before my house was broken into and my Xbox 360 was stolen, I had about 200 hours on Skyrim there. So that's a problem. Um, Um, I have 120 hours in Fallout 4. I didn't realize I had put that much time into it. And I currently have 216 hours in Monster Hunter World. I'm going to say Final Fantasy Dissidia for the PSP. <laughs> That's and such I'm, a no idea why. Uh, I don't really know. I I don't know. If you'd count like multiplayer games online and shit like that. Uh, it could. It's probably some fighting game. <laughs> to be honest with you, that I've put like thousands of matches in. 
I don't know. No clue. No. Oh. Marvel versus Capcom three. There you go. Like three years. <laughs> so many matches. Uh, Cam says, what video game franchise do you think had the most disappointing ending to it and could be resurrected by the right studio? However, he puts in the caveat that we cannot say Mass Effect and Golden Sun because he already predicted that three of us would would say those things. Yo, did you steal that? <laughs> no, she this? got it. She got it. She got it graded. It's it's graded. Oh, yeah. Look, look, I see a game in a big plastic case. I'm thinking you stole it from Best Buy. <laughs> it's graded. <laughs> this is my copy that I've had since 2001. That you stole from Best Buy. In <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't know if this counts, but um, I had uh, the most disappointing ending I can think of of a game that is part of a franchise is uh, the Nolan North Prince of Persia. Hmm. Um, that's fair. That's like so, a dark one. Yeah. That's the, no, that's the or one. Is that the, the or is that like the cell? Okay. That's the cell shaded one. So like well, you couldn't the, die, right? You couldn't die. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. die, which was kind of weird, but I know why they do it. Right. So you're, you're the, you're the prince. Uh, he's not a prince. Uh, his name is Prince, I guess. And you, you, you're just walking along and you meet this princess and she's got all these magical powers and, you know, you, throughout the game, you, you two uh, are dependent upon one another because you can do things that she can't like use a sword and she can do things that you can't like everything else. And, and, you know, she literally has to save you from, from falling, right? Because you can't die because she's magical, right? And then you get to the end and you have to, you're on this quest to seal off evil, right? And you get to the end and the princess knows what she has to do, right? She, in order to seal off the evil for good, she has to sacrifice her life, right? And she has 100% agency and this is her choice and it is something that she wants and needs to do to, you know, help her people, right? To to literally save the world, right? But not this douche. This douche is like, yo, I didn't get a chance to hit that yet. Let me <laughs> let me undo everything that we've done for the past 10 hours. And so I can bring her back to life. She, you literally saved the world sacrificing your friend who you have grown to love and instead of just living with that sad ending you're like nah but but i gotta but i gotta be the hero though and you literally unseal the evil so that you can bring her back to life and she wakes up like yo what the fuck did you do (laughs) and then the game cuts off like yo what the fuck (laughs) Now they come out. They came out with like an epilogue or whatever. But nah, yo, the base game of of that Nolan North Prince of Persia, I was so pissed, man. And I was just like, all right, whatever, yo. I don't know if there if another Prince of Persia came out after that. I wouldn't mind seeing another Prince of Persia game. But yeah, that ending was that ending was just bad, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm jumping around questions because I see some some questions I know we've answered before on the podcast. Um, Trey says, since Carrie's going to be on, 
Uh, what are your thoughts on paranoia agent being freed from licensed limbo? I don't even know what that is. Paranoia agent is a, um, it's a Satoshi Kon, uh, series that, um, 13 episode series back in 2004 and, uh, popular, sort of more of like a cult hit. I mean, Satoshi Kon is mostly known for his films. Uh, those being like perfect blue and Tokyo Godfathers and millennium actress and, uh, other things. And, um, I'm not huge on, like I respect the hell out of Satoshi Kon's work. I thought he was just really a fabulous director. He had a really interesting artistic eye. Um, it sucks that he died as young as he did. He died in 2010 of cancer. Um, and he he had some really interesting things. I mostly prefer his films over his series. And I don't know. Like, it's, it's cool that people are going to be able to fucking see Paranoia Agent because it's been hung up in, again, fucking licensing limbo forever. Um, so it's neat. I'm not the biggest fan of Paranoia Agent, though, so I, I'm just sort of like good for people who want to watch it legally now. Mm. <laughs> it's not like people haven't watched it. People have watched it, just not legally. Okay. Uh, Aaron has a two-part question. The first one is directed at Micah. Why does Micah hate Richter Belmont so much? Because uh, he's not Simon or Trevor. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's fair. It. That's valid. That's- that is That's it. really valid. <laughs> of the Belmonts, I would say Richter is probably like the weakest. Uh, this this boils into the his actual question. Uh, why, who are your who are your most despised video game characters? Uh, be they protagonist or antagonist, and why? Be they their design, uh, their characteristics, their storyline, etc. There's a lot to choose from here. Like a lot, I a lot to choose. Fucking from. hate Yoshi. Um. <laughs> Prototype man. Prototype man. Proto man. Which one? Prototype man. Both of them. Okay, I was gonna say, are you is it white prototype or black prototype that you're that you are the both of them? Okay. Both of them. White prototype man uh, in game is a dick, and black prototype man, the voice actor, is a fucking prick. (laughs) We were supposed to do an interview with him and he kept flaking out on us. Fuck you forever. Well. You don't flake out on us. We flake out on you. Uh, my vote goes to every Final Fantasy male pro- main protagonist character. All That's of them. That's fair. All of them. Because they're all the worst. <laughs> they all suck. They're all the worst. And then and we'll, and we'll include Sora in, in that mix as well. Just for just now, for completion's out sake. Out of that lineup, who has the worst? <sighs> It's it Squall. is it, it's a tie yeah. between oh, Squall and, and Tidus. Tidus is up there for me as well. Tidus, Tidus is obnoxious. Tidus is obnoxious, but I don't. I'm not offended by him. I'm no, offended Tidus, by every Tidus male is... character in Final Fantasy VIII. I hate them all. Every male character, even in Final even Fantasy even Irvine, even Irving. Yes, I don't like him because he was a phony. He was a phony. Yeah, he's a phony. Laguna's okay. He's goofy. I don't like him. <laughs> He's goofy. Uh, I, for some reason, I didn't like that black guy either. Um, Squall was, you know, Squall. I mean, look, uh, we don't have enough time for Squall. Um, Cipher, 
first of all, his name was Cypher. He's a bitch. Yeah, he's a punk bitch. <laughs> and he's got a Glock gun. What the yeah. fuck? A Glock gun? All right, yo. Get out of here. And then uh, homeboy with the Michael with the Mike Tyson tattoo. He got on my nerves too. Zell. 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 He got on my nerves. He was probably the most likable. But Zell, I think, is pretty likable. But yeah, he hung around with a bunch of douchebags. L- Laguna for me uh, is the exception to the rule, and that is exclusively because he has the best battle theme in the game. <laughs> well, all right. I, man, I man with the machine gun fucking bops. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I fucking hate Yoshi. I, I okay so I, now so I now so now now is the time I've I've had to put up with your completely erroneous <laughs> Yoshi slander for several years now at this point now is the time to lay bare as to why you hate that delightfully cute green dinosaur he's ugly he is not ugly he is ugly uh he runs away he is a scared little bitch who runs away from conflict um and he's a terrible babysitter. Fuck Yoshi. <laughs> Why are you leaving what your child that thing anyway? What is that thing on his back? Is that a shell? It's a, sa- it's a saddle. He- it's a saddle. Is it a saddle or is it a saddle? It's a saddle. No, it's not. I don't think that's a I have drawn, when, when I was a kid, I used to I used to do like drawings of Yoshi and Mario from the strategy guides that I had. It, it's definitely a saddle. In the bio of Yoshi on Nintendo's Japanese site, the saddle is listed as a shell. That's weird. It's a shell. It's <laughs> stupid. His design is awful. He's ugly. He's obnoxious. <laughs> I fucking hate him. I mean, what? can we? T- I mean, with uh, shell, shell, saddle. Like you could use a shell as a saddle. Can we talk about the fact that he's wearing Uggs? Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers out here wearing Uggs. Like, come on, yo. Like, what are you doing? Do you expect you him to get bit by piranha plants? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's not a bitch Here's like the Mario. The fact that he has stupid little shoes on that also clash with the rest of his fucking color scheme. <laughs> um, like, it, it doesn't, they don't protect him at all. They're completely pointless. Because you know what? Every time he gets hit with something when he's hanging out with... Mario and Luigi, he fucking runs away. He would rather jump down a pit and die than have to face the conflict in his life. And that means he is a coward and a bad friend. Fuck Yoshi. Well, I, uh, I just saw a, uh, a very disturbing image that I will, uh, I will try to forward to you. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, is a bizarre looking character. Yeah. When you actually look at him. Hey, what the fuck is it? Why is, why is this? Why why is his nose so round? What? There are a lot of things about Yoshi that that I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> this image that Mike is sharing is ridiculous. <laughs> That's not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> it would be as bothersome if 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 the skin tones weren't flipped as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent them a body swapped image of Mario and Yoshi. So it's Yoshi, right. Yoshi's head in On Mario's Mario. body, riding a flesh colored <laughs> Mario <laughs> face Yoshi. Yoshi. <laughs> this is unacceptable. No, I. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, this spun out of a childhood in which I spent a lot of time at the Toys R Us down the street. 
and they had like the video game aisle Mm -hmm. and they had a super nintendo hooked up that had yoshi's island Mm. on it and i was not good at yoshi's island which meant that i heard a lot of baby mario wailing but rather than blame baby mario my child brain blamed Yoshi and I have hated Yoshi ever since. <laughs> You're smart because the baby doesn't know what, like the baby's just being a baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the sitter's responsibility to it is. take care of it. Look, that, look, look, the, the, the Yoshi community did not ask for this fucking child to be dropped from a sky by a butterfingered stork and, and, <laughs> to, and to take care of this child running through the fucking Yoshi Island. They didn't ask for that shit. They performed admirably in the face of in the face of unexpected service. They were asked to step up, and they did it. Yeah, she's terrible. Terrence, who do you find annoying, video game character wise? I don't ever really pay attention to the protagonists or the antagonists. You're too busy murdering people with swords to worry um, about such things. But the one character that I actually liked the game, but the, he just made me very angry was from um, Stone. <laughs> I can't stand that nigga. Like first, the, the dialogue was written by a twelve-year-old in that game, and he was. Just, That's absolutely true. He was just corny. Uh, and then they have some DLC, and I also never really liked um, Duke Nukem because again, <laughs> you don't like John <laughs> the dialogue <laughs> was written by a twelve-year-old. Yeah. So yeah, those two, those two white dudes, not fond of them. We will uh, we will end with Terrell, who says, "What is a game that you have not yet finished, but that you contend that you absolutely will go back and complete one day?" Uh, I say I ain't finished. I would stop. I ain't finishing it. I mean, I want to go back and finish the Outer Worlds. I, I didn't finish that yet. Hey, no, um, <laughs> I will eventually. I didn't finish Kingdom Hearts. Like as a series, I, I got to a certain point in Birth by Sleep and I just stopped. And I think at this point, I think I'm just done. I gave Kingdom Hearts one hell of a shot. No one, no one can take that away from me. I tried so hard to understand what the fuck is going on in that franchise. And as a full-time professional editor with a master's degree in professional writing, let me tell you, the writing in those games is fucking atrocious. <laughs> There's some things to like about those games. But on the whole, I don't think they're very good. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, I can't think of anything that I that I do actively believe that I will actually get back to and complete one of these days. Like I said, yeah, if if, I'm kind of in the Terrence camp here, if I put it down, I'm probably not picking it back up. It's very difficult to pick these things back up um, long terms. Though I will say, um, if if the King's Vomalore uh, HD remaster does ever happen, I will complete that game. You never finished that? I never did finish it. Because Mass Effect I 3, Mass Effect 3, well, it's not because it wasn't no. good. Mass Effect 3 came out, and that was the end of that. So That's part That's part of the reason why that game was fucking doomed from the start. Right. Like, it came out yeah. between Skyrim and Mass Effect 3. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> So. Not getting into the Hall of Fame. That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> God, he's, he's inching ever closer. Jesus Christ. I was at a panic attack. Please don't let him in the fucking Dude, Hall of Fame. Please don't. Jesus Christ. We don't need him anywhere near that fucking thing. No. At this point, crazy person. So, 
That is it for uh, the post office. Thank you guys for submitting your questions. And that's going to do it for the show. So don't forget to uh, join us in our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you use to listen to your podcast, as well as all the other TNP Studio shows. Make sure you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, and you can follow parents on Twitch at Apparition410. You can follow Carrie uh, at Suppets Carrie. And, uh, and I, if I do stream, which is once in a blue moon, it's all usually on the Dense Pixels YouTube channel, so you can check that out there as well. Uh, that is it for us this week. Thank you very much for watching and listening, and we'll see you all the next time. Thanks. Take it easy.